This is the Capness HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Capness. Hello, and welcome to Capness HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Capness. Our guest today is Mike Loy. Mike, are you ready to be great today? I am. Mike is a first-generation Chinese-American-born and raised in Northeast Philadelphia. He majored in economics in Penn State in 1998. He enlisted in the U.S. Army at the age of 19 after his sophomore year at Penn State. He joined for a mixture of gratitude and service to his country. He also wanted to stretch his personal boundaries. and He wanted to engage with people he wouldn't have normally met. Mike served as a civil affairs specialist, the part of the Army that engages in nation building and reconstruction during and after conflicts. Mike deployed to an area south of Baghdad for his combat deployment, where he managed civil affairs teams and engaged in reconstruction efforts. Mike left the Army in 2008, shortly before starting his MBA program at UCLA. Mike has been a management consultant, product manager, and a technology researcher. Mike has a broad business and technology foundation. He has a good idea on what drives performance in teams, organizations, and business. The next logical step for Mike was to start a business of his own and make it one that he could be proud of and that stands for something. For Mike, healthcare is a natural fit because everyone is, is affected by their personal health. G&G Laboratories deals with propriety, research, and development in the cannabis space. The compounds within cannabis yield much potential as traditional health therapies, but not enough research is being done to determine its exact efforts and to tailor products to treat specific conditions. Mike, that's a great undertaking taken on for us right there. Thanks, Jason, and thanks for that great introduction. I'm so excited to uh, share the story of G&G Laboratories with you today. And for me, it really is uh, the culmination of the many different professions I've had in my career. When I think back to management consulting and all of the different strategic issues that I've helped my clients face, uh, whether it was um, how to better align their supply chains or how to better reach their customers, um, and then bridge that to Amazon, where I manage technology and help them really just try to understand how technology can enable new businesses. Um, I fold that all into our work at G&G Laboratories. And as you mentioned, what, what I would really gets me jazzed up in the morning about the company, about my company, is that I think we can really help a lot of people through the work that we're doing and the products that we're developing. So Mike, when, you, when you're leading a team, how, how do you know that that team is going to be a high-performing team? What, what things do you see that can kind of give you insights? Okay, this team's going to bite really do well or, or vice versa, this team is not going to do well for me. It's a great question, and I think it's something that I continue to learn myself. Uh, I think some of the indications of a high-performing team are transparency. So, you know, how comfortable are all members of the team willing to raise their own um, concerns and ideas? Um, how are uh, debates and conversations held within the team? Are they, you know, are they discussed in an open and transparent way? In addition to, are we really leveraging all of the diverse skills within the team as well? So I think, you know, that transparency and that diversity really kind of lends itself to getting better end results. When you, when I think about the performance of the team and how to get the best performance from teams, 
I always try to understand the motivations of each member of the team and how they would coalesce around a unified vision. Something from, you know, how do we launch this product all the way to, you know, how do we rebuild this country and, and fulfill our mission? So, you know, when I think about those areas, I really try to hone in on, you know, what are each individual's motivations? What is the unified goal of the team? And how do we put those together in the most successful way? And I, and I really think, you know, transparency and diversity leads to that. Thank you, Mike. Mike, how long have you been working on G&G Laboratories? We've been, been around for about 15 months, and much of that time has been surveying the landscape of uh, research that currently exists in the industry, building up our own uh, R&D capabilities, uh, building up our own functional capabilities in other areas, whether it's operations or marketing. And, you know, we're excited that we've, you know, are, we're getting close to our first product launch. So our flagship line to help relieve discomfort with regards to muscle and joint issues are, uh, is going to launch in the next three months. You know, your, your, your listeners can check it out at uh, www.relevium.co. It's R-E-L-E-V-I-U-M.co. We're very proud of the work that's been done to get us to where we are. And, and I'm excited to see how this product is going to help folks that are out there. Mike, what's your long-term vision for your company? Long-term vision for the company is to be the preeminent consumer pharmaceutical company in the cannabis space. You know, the, the gap that I see is that there are quite a few products on the market today, but there's just not enough product development rigor that underlies those products. And we're trying to fill those gaps. So that's why we, we spend a lot of our time on research and development. We spend a lot of time trying to understand consumers and what their needs are. And we, and we build those together into our, uh, our company. I think one other thing that I haven't mentioned yet, but that we're also very proud of is that, you know, G&G Laboratories to me represents a, a company that not only meets the needs of our consumers and that is hopefully shaping a fast growing industry, but it's also a company that I can be proud to work in and, and our employees and our executives can be a pl- a proud to work in too. You know, two, programs that I haven't mentioned yet that we're very proud of and that we're championing from the beginning are, are called our access to all and opportunity for all program. So, you know, for our, for our products that we're developing, you know, what we'd like to do is partner with select organizations to help make those products available in, in a subsidized way to different groups in need so that everybody that can benefit from our products has access to it. You know, one of the groups right away that's near and dear to my heart are, are veterans groups. So, you know, a lot of veterans come back with many different afflictions, uh, you know, I, I know I, you know, have wear and tear on my body. Jason, I'm sure, you know, you have uh, certain things that, you know, are, are lingering from your time in military service. I think that we need to do better for our veterans and, and hopefully our products at G&G can help relieve some of their, some of their um, issues. So, you know, one, one program from the start is that I want to, I want to find the right veterans organizations to partner with so that we can identify folks that can benefit of our products, but, you know, potentially can't, can afford them. So we want to subsidize those for that, for those groups. And, that, and that's just one example of a, of a group that we want to work with. Our opportunity for our program is another thing that we're very excited about and that we're championing at the executive level is that, you know, for our hiring, we want to hire from groups that, that deserve uh, an opportunity and may not have had, you know, the best 
chances to, to seize those opportunities. So, you know, folks that are making transitions from prison back to the, the working world, from, from homelessness back to the working world. So we also want to partner with select organizations to identify uh, individuals in these groups that, that, can, that we can provide opportunities for and uh, that we can employ. Now, having said all that, we are a startup, so we're early. But I think it's important to point this out now because this is something that is important to us and this is something that we're championing at the executive level early on. Mike, how are you going about marketing your company? Is it word of mouth? Are you actually, have you have a marketing plan you're going to put in place? Yeah, we have several marketing programs that, that I'm excited about that we'll be rolling out as we get closer and closer to the launch of Relevium. And I think that um, what's really exciting for us is that the feedback that we've gotten from our trial users so far uh, has been uh, very positive. And for every trial user uh, we recruit that, that tests our products, they uh, tell three or four of their friends. And I get notifications all the time of, of people that I know tangentially that say, wow, you know, we've heard about this. Um, can't wait to get my hands on it. You need to please tell me when it's available. So we think that we really have a good base of enthused uh, users out there. And we'll also be rolling out uh, some other innovative marketing programs as we get closer to launch. You know, we're going to make sure that we cover all the right digital channels, you know, because because I think those are, are very big right now. But we also have some interesting partnerships that we're going to be announcing uh, as uh, in, in the weeks to come. So I think that uh, marketing for us is, is going to be very key because I think we want to establish that direct relationship with the consumer. And so I'm really excited about the marketing programs that we have lined up. So, Mike, will pe- people purchase your product online or you, you have your product in stores? How would that, how would that work? Right now, uh, we're taking pre-orders on our website. So it's www.relevium.co, R-E-L-E-V-I-U-M.co. Uh, so you can take a look and, and see if the, the products are right for you. We are going to be establishing um, select brick-and-mortar partners as well. I want to go slow into those areas. I, taking a step back, I, you know, at Amazon, I, I worked on their brick-and-mortar initiative, so I helped them think about their Amazon bookstores as well as their um, Amazon Go stores. And so you know, I have my own point of view on the best ways to serve brick-and-mortar stores. The products we're developing are geared towards the mass market, so I see ourselves in a, a Target and a Walgreens. No, but it's it's early, yeah, you know, based on the industry that we're in and the regulatory frameworks that we're covered under. We're still, you know, selected in, in how we target and ultimately build relationships with brick and mortar stores. But one thing I also also mentioned is we're really excited about international opportunities as well. In many cases, there are countries like Canada, like Italy, like you know other other countries around the world that are a little bit more ahead of the U.S. with regards to. Not only the research that's being funded, but the regulatory frameworks that are uh, covering, governing the different active ingredients in the cannabis space. So I'm really excited about international as well. Mike, for someone just beginning their entrepreneurial journey, like they have the idea and haven't done anything yet, just starting out, what would you tell them? What, what advice do you have for them? Find a project, an idea, a team that you're really passionate about. And it can be one of those three or it can be all three if it's, if it's a great situation. Tangibly, here's how passion manifests for me. When you're an entrepreneur, particularly at the beginning, you're going to have the highest highs and the lowest lows. And the passion that you have for that particular project, that idea, that team is going to carry you through all of those peaks and valleys. 
So you have to really be attuned to that part of entrepreneurship. You know, it's going to be a long journey. So I would say also very, very close to passion is really think about the long term and think about what your vision is for that, that long term. You know, how your project's going to affect certain industries, how the new product is going to affect certain consumers. And, you know, having that passion and maintaining that long-term vision, again, will sustain you through a lot of the different peaks and valleys and will provide you a good framework to make decisions when there, when there are no, when there are no easy, no easy options and, and, and trade-offs aren't really that clear. Having said that, in the short term, you know, it's a grind. So, you know, just keep tackling that next issue. Keep building that next piece of technology. Keep talking to the next consumer. Keep talking to that next partner. You know, so I think, you know, if you combine all those three, uh, you'll, you'll be able to sustain yourself in, in the long journey that's entrepreneurship. Find that passion for that for that project and team, develop your long-term vision, and then you know, manage your way through all the short-term variability. Mike, so we're both part of Bunker Labs and Veterans of Residence. Can you talk about your experience with them, those organizations so far? Bunker Labs, to me, has been a fantastic experience, not only because it allows me to reconnect with veterans like you, Jason, and just hear about all the fascinating things that are going on in the veteran entrepreneurial community, I really like Bunker Labs as a mission because, you know, when we do a scan of the different organizations that cater to the veteran community, there really is a gap on the entrepreneurial side. I think that there's a lot of latent talent in the veteran community with regards to entrepreneurship and scrappiness and all those things and leadership and all those things that you need to build successful companies. Sometimes that translation doesn't happen as quickly as it needs to. And so I I feel like Bunker Labs and the Veterans and Residents Program helps with that translation. What I really appreciate it with their mission is that, you know, they say they, they're not necessarily, they'll, they'll meet you where you are, wherever your entrepreneurial journey is, whether you want to, you know, open up a barbershop or whether you want to create a venture scale business. They don't make a judgment call on the type of business that you want to create. So we will help you create the, the business that you want. I've been very, very impressed with the caliber of people that I met through Bunker Labs as well. So, you know, the mission I, I really find compelling, the, the cohort I really find compelling and the, the level of people that are in there, you know, it's, it's just has been a great experience so far. And, and on a personal level, you know, I, I find it very rewarding to interact with the veteran community and, you know, think about ways that I can give back to them. So for all those different reasons, I, I, I think that Bunker Labs is doing great work and uh, I, I uh, want to stay involved long after our cohort is over to see how I can continue to give back. Mike, next, can you talk about a time you were successful in the past, what you learned from this success and what we can learn from this? It's a great question that I always struggle with. Because I find that I always learn more from the challenges that I've had and frankly, the failures that I've had than the, than the successes that I've had. It's very hard for me to analyze the processes to get to those success because I feel like there's always a wild card in there. So now that I've successfully stalled to try to come up with a good answer, you know, I'll say that throughout my career, I've worked on small teams. In consulting, we've had teams of four to six. In product management at Amazon, our teams are even smaller than that. 
in, in the army, in civil affairs, we, we have a very small team, small unit structure. So our teams were, you know, four to four to six as well. M- my successes have always been wrapped up in the performance of the team and, and the outcomes that we've been able to drive from that team. So I get the most satisfaction from seeing people from all different backgrounds and capabilities come together to tackle large problems, you know, in different arenas, whether business or military or academic. So for me, you know, I don't point to any particular success. I point to, you know, the the categories of things that I find satisfying and and drive me are, are really, you know, taking small, small teams and and driving them to a, to a great end result. So follow up question, talk about time you failed in the past. What you learn from this failure and what we can learn? Most of my failures have been wrapped around signals that I didn't see, patterns that I fell into where I, I wasn't able to look, expand the aperture and look around certain corners. I can point to specific instances, you know, whether planning for a mission in the military and saying, you know, we needed to cover off on this additional area, right? And, and, and sometimes we only learn that in hindsight through after action reviews. But sometimes I feel like, you know, I needed to be able to expand my thinking during the planning processes to be able to head those failures off at the pass. I can point to, you know, one specific instance that didn't really have a, an outsized impact, but it just highlights what I'm talking about with regards to really trying to understand what your own patterns are as a leader, what your own biases are as a thinker, and how to overcome those during the, during the early stages of kind of problem you're trying to solve. So I was building a, a framework to analyze the performance of a category of products for my client in Europe. And they were sold to, you know, 23 different end markets. And, you know, the complexity of marketing and pricing these products has drove a lot of variability and performance in those end markets. And so when I built up this analysis, and presented it to the different business leaders, there was a key assumption that I didn't, that I didn't understand or that I misunderstood or didn't account for right. And these could have been diagnosed earlier on, but through a combination of my own perhaps overconfidence and inability to incorporate into my thinking and overcome my own biases, you know, the, the analysis that we presented wasn't as thorough as it needed to be. And so we need to go back and sharpen our pencils and, and do it again. I can, I can highlight examples of this over and over again. And it helps you know, me to think about these examples as I build my current business and try to say, you know, what are those assumptions that I'm perhaps overlooking? Mike, I understand you have a book to recommend for our listeners. Along the lines of you know, understanding and learning from our own patterns and, and increasing our, our ability to perform better. One of the books I've really enjoyed in the last five years is Sapiens. And the book describes essentially, you know, why Homo sapiens, you know, why we as a species have outperformed other humanoid species over time and, and ultimately has become like the most successful animal species in, on the planet. It really helped me think about how we interact with each other, how you know, we interact in society, how societies are built up, how different 
constructs within society interact, whether it's political, business, capitalist structures, things like that. It really helped me fill in gaps in understanding on, again, how different people and societies interact with each other. And it just goes back to my earlier thread about thinking about teams and motivations within teams and across teams and thinking about motivations within organizations and across organizations as well. So I highly recommend the book Sapiens. It's fantastic. Mike, I also understand you have uh, something for our listeners. Yes. You know, gearing up towards our product launch, if you want to go to our website, www.relevium.co, for your listeners, Jason, if they type in the coupon code CAVENISHR, they'll get 15% off our products during the pre-order period. So go to www.relevium.co, enter in the code CAVENISHR during checkout, and they'll get 15% off of their purchase. Mike, can you share your social media links for yourself and your company so people can reach out to you? Absolutely. I'm, um, I'm not very active on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, if you want to connect, the best way to do it is through LinkedIn. And you can search for my name, Michael Lloyd, that's L-U-I, and love to connect through LinkedIn. For our Relevium product line, go to Instagram, Facebook, Go Relevium, and type in Go Relevium, and that's, that's our page. And tell us your stories about how the product has affected you or you know, how you're thinking about the cannabis space, and, and we'd love to start a conversation there as well. And for listeners, we have the link to his book recommendations, his product discounts, and his social media. And our show notes and our show notes are at www.cabinetshrblog.com. Mike, we can end of our talk. Can you provide us any last minute words of wisdom or advice on any subject you want to talk about? I think that entrepreneurship is a very worthwhile and honorable journey. It goes through its ups and downs, but you know, if you find that passion that you're that drives you, you'll survive all those ups and downs. And yeah, it's it, it's a fascinating thing to undertake. So I, I encourage anybody who has the an idea that they're passionate about to just, you know, take the next steps and try to execute on that idea. Mike, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. You definitely work on something that potentially will impact millions, not billions of people's well-being in the future. So thank you for that. Jason, thanks for the time today. I really enjoyed our conversation. And to our listeners, thank you for your time as well. And remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Kavnis HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit KavnisHR.com or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook at Kavnis HR. Thanks again, and be great every day.